Oh, you already. Okay, I didn't know you already test. Did you already test these? Yes. Remember I told you to say something to the microphone so I could test it and you didn't really say anything. And I was like, well, hopefully that's good. Okay. Well, we're back with First Corinthians. Finishing the book today. Oh, yep. 13, the, 14, 15, and 16. From the big Four cliffhanger chapters. we had yesterday of what is the greatest thing. Yeah, which goes into a whole another chapter of, of uh Corinthians here that gets taken out of context a lot. I always wondered how a lot of these ended up on signs and stuff that you talk about at weddings and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. I always thought that was kind of funny, but I, mean, I, I guess mean, some of it is applicable. I, no, it is. It totally is, and I get it to a point, but it and there are some things that I feel like I see that are kind of like popular sign or t-shirt material and knowing the context and the understanding of what it's talking about. Yeah, yeah, I get it. But it's funny the stuff that is like the popular verses we throw out there, but we don't use them in context. <laughs> yeah, like as a Bible student, I love these chapters, but as somebody that tries to discuss them, I hate these chapters yeah. because they're the most twisted just there's some of the most twisted and just uh, taken out of context verses that are in the New Testament. What was the picture we saw on Instagram yesterday that it was like something with like memes and all theology students or all you know, oh, Bible college yeah. students are here checking the theology. The theology <laughs> memes, yeah. The theology or the seminary students and yeah. theology memes. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. Anyways. Anyway. If you guys want to go ahead and pause us so you can take a prayer. <laughs> Really? <laughs> it's become a thing now. Hashtag take a prayer. Um, we're making t-shirts, mugs, a whole line. You can get your car wrapped. And <laughs> car wrapped. Um, so go ahead and pause us. Go take some time to spend in prayer before we get started. And then, of course, is there if there is anything at all that we can do for you, anything we can lift up in prayer, something you're in need of, if you need a Bible, counsel, whatever it might possibly be, please reach out to us and let us know so that we can help in any way we might be able to. APHomeChurch.com, that's where you will find all the things about all the things. Yep. All right, with that, 13 -1. These are the things that we left off yesterday when we were, uh, Paul left off. Starting with the spiritual gifts. Yep. And then he said, but let me show you a way of life that is best of all. And we ended on that. Yep. Cliffhanger. So, yeah, I'll just Don't let him go into it because he makes it obvious. If I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy, and if I understood all of God's secret plans, and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains, but didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor, and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it, but if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. 
Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. Prophecy and speaking in unknown languages and special knowledge will become useless, but love will last forever. Now our knowledge is partial and incomplete, and even the gift of prophecy reveals only part of the whole picture. But when the time of perfection comes, these partial things will become useless. When I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. Now we see things imperfectly, like puzzling reflections in a mirror. But then we will see everything with perfect clarity. All that I know now is partial and incomplete. But then I will know everything completely, just as God knows me completely. Three things will last forever, faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love. I love when we did this with the kids, you reread a couple times, verses <laughs> four through seven with the kids. Yeah. But I think this is, and this was actually, this um, passage, this chapter here was the first scripture that Travis memorized. Remember, uh -huh. he memorized yeah, this chapter. Um, but I think it is so important that we understand if Christ says that the greatest commandment is for us to truly love others and we will then fulfill the law if that's what we are doing. I mean, this is here breaking it down. And I mean, we're all guilty of this. Being patient and kind, not mm -hmm. jealous or boastful, not proud or rude, not demanding our own way, not being irritable, not keeping record of being wrong. Mm -hmm. How about how often that we rejoice about injustice mm -hmm. instead of rejoicing when the truth wins out? We give up. We lose faith. We aren't. We lose hope. We don't endure. You know, you go through all of those different things that is so normal. Right. You know that we just kind of, eh, it is what it is, and you just kind of let it go. But well, I like. The other thing here that Paul is combating, too, is this church was, I know I said at the beginning of this, this was a very affluent church, so these people were very mm -hmm. intelligent, they were very rich, they were, yep. some of them, not all of them, of course, but just that kind of, um, this area was very popular for well, it's its wealth. Middle class and, to upper middle class yeah. you know, type community, so if you went to any average American suburban neighborhood you know what I mean and you practice so that makes sense so you'd have people that are going through all the motions like I donate to charities right like I'm a good yeah I'm I draw good, my 10% yeah do my, I do I do, I do my due justice that. that's kind of what he's he's combating here is he's kind of like saying you can do all of these things but if you don't have the true truly love other true people love behind it 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 doesn't mean anything and it, it's just all in vain you can be a noisy you gong can or do, a clinging yeah sandwich. i mean you can have every every gift in the world but if you don't love then it doesn't matter so going into chapter 14 let love be your highest goal but you should also desire the special abilities the spirit gives especially the ability to prophesy for if you have the ability to speak in tongues, you will be talking only to God. Since people won't be able to understand you, you will be speaking by the power of the Spirit. But it will all be mysterious. See, that's that's one verse right there where it kind of makes it questionable on whether or not that if it is different languages or not. It mm -hmm. could be another, it could be a spiritual dialect that... that 
nobody else understands except for one person given mm-hmm. given the ability. It doesn't necessarily have to be of language, I don't think. But for the sake of the axe argument, mm-hmm. it clearly was the speaking languages. in tongue was, was clearly languages. But here, I mean, you're saying that nobody else will understand you and you'll only be talking to God. Mm-hmm. So, usually, if... But then I think of the example with your chiropractor. Just the other day when we were there, he said that they they had church and there was a sweet man, the Mexican man, who only spoke Spanish. And he asked if he could speak to the church. And the pastor said, of course, you know, and he had him come up. And they had somebody come up to interpret for him. He was so passionate... And his soul was just yeah, he was so it out on fire. Couldn't keep up the he interpreter. Couldn't, couldn't and he was up. just he just was rambling a million miles a minute, and, and nobody can keep up. The poor interpreter is like, oh my gosh, like she could not keep up with him. Nobody in the church has a clue what this man is talking about, but I'll be he isn't pouring his heart out before God right there in front of everyone. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like so. But then, too, if, if, but then, too, if that's truly speaking in tongues, the interpreter should be able to understand everything that he said. Some As opposed... Might have to just slow down a minute. That's, well, but, <laughs> but even then, I mean, that. That, if that that's a spiritual gift in a moment that mm-hmm. you would receive that, so it's not like the Spirit would so not this give you the ability. You, so this is making you lean towards speaking in tongues is, yeah, think, like, gibberish because it's some, no, like... No, not gibberish. It's, it's a maybe... See, I'm going to get on my tinfoil hat here, I think, a little bit yeah. with what I see of it. I, Maybe a language like we don't know yet. Yeah. Like maybe a it, like the language like the like a heavenly language. Yeah. Like like yes. Mm-hmm. There's like in Revelation, you know, there's a name that nobody else knows, but I'm you sure. know these different things. So there's a lot of things that we know that we have no clue what mm-hmm. they are. What what I don't see why there wouldn't be some sort of dialect that we wouldn't understand is even though in acts it was clearly other yeah established languages yeah but i think tongues is i think that's what you you i think is the umbrella term for it would be other languages but but i think that might be that might be a heaven like let's just say heavenly language that we don't know that only that only god and the angels would understand that could i mean i could see that I, i don't I don't know. I could I could pull that out of of this just like you know, uh, you could pull out the fact that it was other languages, uh, other. I mean, because it doesn't directly say that, but we see that there was a bunch of other believers in Jerusalem at the time, and they didn't speak all the different dialects of all the different people that were there. So these people were going, "What the? How do they know this?" Mm-hmm. So that was clearly a different event, but. Just as I don't believe prophecy now is the same. So, I mean, it's not the same as it was. We're not going to have any new, like, Ezekiel. No, this is not Ezekiel or Jeremiah, you know, that, no. You understand prophecy to be reading scripture, understanding it, and applying it to the world today. Yeah, because there's no prophecy. Jesus was was the last prophet. Right, exactly. So there's not going to be any more messages from God that people need to hear. That Jesus didn't already himself already state. What about people that feel they have prophetic like dreams or feelings or no that that I don't. You got to watch these like these different. I mean, some people get 
YouTube's filled with the the crazies, with like the oh, yeah. you know, the heavenly dreams and mm-hmm. none of that, none of that. Now if well, then if, you look at someone like Barry Scarborough who was dreaming about Notre Dame. Well, burning. yeah, but he doesn't. He admits he just has weird dreams. I don't think he necessarily tries to tie them to every single. But what is a dream? Well, true, but I mean, he, he wants. No, I believe that. I believe the dream thing. These things will wrap up too but we've also have to be careful because we know that the brain we know that what we put our our mind into oh, will get our minds going thing, so yeah. so you have to be careful with that but like you know going back to the the prophecy thing you know I'm not going to announce some new th- message from god so but but if you're no, going to say something no not new that, messages but yeah, understanding and, uh, understanding a pre-existing of the, understanding the messages. times to say you know i i don't know if this is would be considered it ooh way to go again i don't know what my identif- you know my belief and explanation of what I believe prophecy is isn't necessarily the correct definition of it. What modern day prophecy is. This is just my best shot at it and because nobody there really understands are some things like this. this that I don't think there is yeah, a and, hard And that's a good point on. to make though because there's yeah. not. Yeah. And if you find or some come across... Some things there are black and white. Yes, there are. are. But with, with this that we're discussing here, there's really not. I mean, there's definitely things that you... Like I said, that that it's not. Sure, yeah. But as far as defining what it is, that's where it's a little bit of a gray area that you mm-hmm. have a little bit of eh, but we know what it's not. So if you come across somebody that's for, that's sure that's teaching this, like and just teaching just falsehoods, like we see, you know, all, all kinds of different things like that. That that's not right. So I'm not saying my definition of this is correct, but my type of identification of uh, new, you know, this type of prophecy would be, for instance, when the election happened with Trump, and I saw just the way that my mind works, and just time, and you know, I mean, I saw a lot of these things um, that were beginning to happen at the very, very beginning, and I was, and and I remember you started um, voicing some of them. Everybody thought you were nuts. And yeah, everybody thought I was crazy. And you're like, see. Everybody thought I was crazy when I said all of these things. I said, just watch. Watch this attitude. Watch this hate. Watch this stuff that comes out of it, regardless of how you feel about them or not. That's not what I'm... My point is, is watch what's going to happen to the country. Because regardless of what he's trying to do, there's a certain perception that people are going to get off of of this. On both sides. And this is a... And he was hitting in in an area... That I knew that was going to explode with just the type of people that he was go that that they were campaigning after, and I saw everything that's happening now with the arguments that we have this this back and forth with this hate with these different groups the left and the, this is all stuff that I saw happen and I I voiced publicly I talked you know. Uh, with you, I know I talked with many people. I mean, it was all I could talk about at the time. I mean, it was just, it was just flowing out, and I was just so passionate and bothered by it, so much so that I actually started seminary because of it. <laughs> but I was so, you know, just into it that I was like, and then now seeing all these things, I go, okay, well, to me, that would be what my identification of a type of 
prophetic idea would be. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't see any new vision. I didn't see any new thing. It was the just the ways of the world around you and getting just very unfolding and clear, going. Yeah, calm and I was going, okay, yep, I see, and I I understand what's going on and what's going to happen. Yeah. Not in the way of I see the future and I God know exactly to that. Me and this yeah, is what he revealed that. to me none and what that. he showed me. None of that. No. None of that stuff. Or that's one example. Or for instance, um you 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 see those things all the time where people are like, listen, I don't know why I need to tell mm-hmm. you this, but I need to tell you this. Well, you everybody makes fun of me because I am known for ridiculous dreams, you guys. Yeah. Like, literally insane. I will wake up and be like, yeah. oh my gosh, my dream last night. And but Brandon's just not, like... Heidi has not been allowed to tell me her dreams yeah, he'd been for like 10 years. 10 years. It's been a long time. Because, because they are next level insane. Like, it's just a thing. Anybody who knows me knows about my crazy dreams. But, especially lately... I have gotten a good handful of these weird dreams, which, again, is not unusual for me. But then they end up coming true in various different ways. Mm-hmm. And it's just weird. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, just in weird... Cr- I'm not saying that they're prophetic in any way. But it is interesting, I think, that sometimes I will dream these things that are just very clear and won't go away... Sometimes I wake up with really weird feelings, and then sure enough, within the next little bit, something will happen, and I'm like, oh my goodness. I'm glad we have an it. audience here, and you're not talking to me, because I just think you're crazy. Your dreams are just nuts. Okay, until the snake was at the front door. Okay, remember? the snake thing was creepy. I'll give you the snake thing. I'll give you the snake. I'm just you're like, I had a dream of it. I was like, okay, that's creepy. Okay, yeah. Okay. And then we had this crazy snake at okay, our door. Okay, so you had a snake dream once. Okay. <laughs> it other, was not just that. Others revolve like Janet Jackson riding a seal or something. Like they're the most ridiculous. Oh no! It was Jennifer Aniston and Jay Wow hanging okay, out in so, some town. Okay, so let's remember we're doing a Bible study now, and not going here dreams. Well, but I was just yes, trying to right. say the point being that sometimes you do have yes. weird things that you don't quite understand necessarily where they came from. I'm not saying that that's like you're being revealed some prophecy but you just see god working yeah and, and i think we become too crazy with it a lot of times too but like i said you'll see those times where you're just like listen i don't know why but you can't go remember don't that go. day where i kept yeah dreaming about my brother in the bad car accident remember yeah. and i call I, I, the whole thing was so vivid i call myself i don't know what it is but every time you're in a car you just spend time in prayer be paying attention <laughs> be doing something i yeah. don't know what it is but there is something right now with you and i have to tell you yeah, I don't know, like, that, but then, you know, and then you find out, you hear some of those stories, you find out, like, oh, okay, don't get on that plane. Well, that sounds like a movie, but I seriously <laughs> have a couple times. Yeah. You know, like, different things like that. Um, it's interesting. Yeah. So, that that's what if I think. Anybody who says that they've been to heaven or they've been to hell, they've seen God, I just walk away. Or if they have the... the, the gift of speaking in tongues and then they start speaking in tongues and pulling snakes out and yeah walk away walk away what verse are we on i have no clue that's why you are here for (laughs) for two things to push the button and to tell you what verse you're on and to tell me about your dreams no because you tell me i'm not allowed to tell you (laughs) yeah all right just go with four okay first four 
It's recording. Oh. Are you sorry? Four. Four. A person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally, but one who speaks a word of prophecy strengthens the entire church. I wish you could all speak in tongues, but even more, I wish you could all prophesy. For prophecy is greater than speaking in tongues, unless someone interprets what you are saying so that the whole church will be strengthened. Dear brothers and sisters, if I should come speaking to you in an unknown language, how would that help you? But if I bring you a revelation or some special knowledge or prophecy or teaching, that will be helpful. Even lifeless instruments like the flute or harp must play the notes clearly or no one will recognize the melody. And if the bugler doesn't sound a clear call, how will the soldiers know they are being called to battle? It's the same for you. If you speak to people in words they don't understand, how will they know what you are saying? You might as well be talking into an empty space. There are many different languages in the world, and every language has meaning. But if I don't understand a language, I will be a foreigner to someone who speaks it, and the one who speaks it will be a foreigner to me. And the same is true for you. Since you are so eager to have the special abilities the Spirit gives, seek those that will strengthen the whole church. So anyone who speaks in tongues should pray also for the ability to interpret what has been said. For if I pray in tongues, my spirit is praying, but I don't understand what I am saying. Well then, what shall I do? I will pray in the spirit, and I will also pray in words I understand. I will sing in the spirit, and I will also sing in words I understand. For if you praise God only in the spirit, how can those who don't understand you praise God along with you? How can they join you in giving thanks when they don't understand what you are saying? You'll be giving thanks very well, but it won't strengthen the people who hear you. I thank God that I speak in tongues more than any of you. But in a church meeting, I would rather speak five understandable words to help others than 10,000 words in an unknown language. Dear brothers and sisters, don't be childish in your understanding of these things. Be innocent as babies when it comes to evil. But be mature in understanding matters of this kind. It is written in the scriptures, I will speak to my own people through strange languages and through the lips of foreigners. But even then they will not listen to me, says the Lord. So you see that speaking in tongues is a sign not for believers, but for unbelievers. Prophecy, however, is for the benefit of believers, not unbelievers. Even so, if unbelievers or people who don't understand these things come into your church meeting and hear everyone speaking in an unknown language, they will think you are crazy. But if all of you are prophesying and unbelievers or people who don't understand these things come into your meeting, they will be convicted of sin and judged by what you say. As they listen, their secret thoughts will be exposed and they will fall to their knees and worship God, declaring, God is truly here among you. Well, my brothers and sisters, let's summarize. When you meet together, one will sing, another will teach, another will tell some special revelation God has given. One will speak in tongues, and another will interpret what is said. But everything that is done must strengthen all of you. I want to remind everybody, too, as we're reading all of that this is the early church. Mm -hmm. So there were a lot of spiritual gifts that Paul went and gave these directly to these people. 
for specific reasons to build the church that these things faded away in time once the church like grew. 2000 years later i mean yeah it's... we it's unnecessary for a lot of these but in the first century audience that that paul was dealing with this was a lot of this was necessary mm -hmm. like i said at the beginning i'm not saying that all spiritual gifts are completely gone completely gone and dead but they're Closer to There's that side of the closer spectrum. Closer to that side of the spectrum to say that they're alive. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Verse 27. No more than two or three should speak in tongues. And the reason why these meetings were getting out of control, mm -hmm. right? They're, these The culture was completely pagan, mixed with, you know, this Gnostic idea, which had some sort of religious roots. But... So there was some kind of idea of how this happened, but mixed with pagan idolatry. So that was going, it was, they were being none. They had no clue. Yeah. So Paul's just trying to get them uniformed here a little bit. Because it took no time at all for things to get completely. Oh, yeah. I mean, no time at all. I mean, he could only do what he could do while he was there at the time to teach them and to build them. And during that period of time, kind of hoped that, you know... Hey, I planted it. It's up to the Lord to water it. So let's hope that this doesn't go completely south. But you look now south. where a couple thousand years of church history exists, far different than... I mean, in many ways, oh, yeah. there's many similarities. But as far as, like, in putting this together, we have a long line of example and knowledge of this Christian life, you know, that right. we are to lead. So. Right. It's not that it's this brand new idea that the world's never heard of before. <laughs> right. It's been around a minute. All right. I think I, I, I started in the middle of 27. I did, so I'll just restart again on 27. No more than two or three should speak in tongues. They must speak one at a time, and someone must interpret what they say. But if no one is present who can interpret, they must be silent in your church meeting and speak in tongues to God privately. And that's the big part of that. Right. Maybe speaking in tongues does still happen. Right. Maybe some do still have that ability, whether it's just speaking other languages that are known. But it's an ability that you can control. Yeah. And, and so if you can't, if you have no one there who can interpret, then you are to stay silent about it. And talk to God. Talk to God privately. In tongues, in, in pr yeah. Correct. So if that's what you have, okay. But that's what. But so this is something that you control, though. That so this isn't something that you get overcome by, and your your eyes roll back in your head, and you and end you up shout just start stuff, that. Yeah. That would be possession. That's the wrong spirit. That, that's spirit, the wrong sweetie. spirit. Twenty nine. Yep. Let two or three people prophesy, and let the others evaluate what is said. If someone is prophesying, and another person receives a revelation from the Lord. The one who is speaking must stop. In this way, all who prophesy will have a turn to speak, one after the other, so that everyone will learn and be encouraged. Remember that people who prophesy are in control of their spirit and can take turns. <laughs> See, like we were mm -hmm. just talking about. For God is not a God of disorder, but of peace, as in all the meetings of God's holy people. That's another reason why I'm kind of weary of the Pentecostals. A lot of times things get crazy. That gets a little crazy, and that was like one of the things that, like, on that Netflix movie that that with the pastor. That's kind of yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, when he, he gets filled with the Holy Spirit and he runs around like an idiot mm -hmm. screaming. I'm like, no, that 
no, I'm sorry. I, that that's not it. Because yeah. that would be a god of disorder. And if an unbeliever walked into your church and saw that, he would like, think this lunatics. dude is a lunatic. Mm-hmm. And that's not the type of, of image that... That would be something that listen. I I get super excited about Jesus in my own personal life. That I could I could do this and, and run in circles around my own home. That doesn't mean that I'm going to go do it inside of church. You know, I mean that's just that's kind of crazy. So we have to remember that he's a god or a god of order, not of disorder. Here comes a nice little section of scripture that everybody ignores, like it isn't there. So we want to <laughs> we want to be super. You okay, know. this is also cultural. That's what I was going to say. So, so we want to be super, take things legalistic and say what it is, and then we get yeah, to the other parts, and we're like, oh, that, yeah. but not this. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. If we, well, this is what it says. Yeah, if, if you want to play. Okay, go read well, 34 that's using that, yeah, that's, that's using that same hermeneutic going mm-hmm. over and over again, except for that one. Yeah, Can't not that, do that one. Women should be, verse 34. And okay, so now that we hype this up, this is cultural. Don't take this seriously. Well, take it seriously, but you have to understand that these meetings, like we just read, were somewhat out of control. <laughs> and I don't mean to be stereotypical because guys can do it too, but women tend to get loud when they get in large groups. Yes. And guys do it too. I'm, but. For the the sake of this argument, it's women getting a little too gabby Mm -hmm. when men can be serious. And this is what the issue was. It wasn't like woman quiet. You know, it's it's so amazing where it's come. Women getting together. These were held in people's homes even quite often. You're wanting to chat and catch up and do all these other so things. So we got that comment from the one lady, and it was like, home churches where... I'm like, this is literally where it started, but... Oh, the guy who told us at home Yeah, but I understand that... I mean, I understand that in Catholic... Like, it's, it's, it's a whole different thing. Yeah. But So I do understand that, but this is one of the reasons why we, who are Christian, uh, know well, this. And that's where these next two verses are completely truthful. And they should be applied. But I feel like people try to twist it and make it something that it isn't. Because there is nothing that is not truthful in what we're getting ready to read. And and honestly, there is biblical order that that you have to be submissive of. And the message came through man in the way of the woman fell first mm-hmm. and then man and God created man and then woman as a part so we have all those different things like so when you come to something like this yeah it kind of has to there is some literal sense that you you have to take out of it that women should not speak up in church it's it's something that's not your place clearly mm-hmm. if you have something that you feel that strongly about you do it in private with your husband mm-hmm. and then you go from there first that's that's you have to take that literal yeah not in the sense where you're but that's what i'm <laughs> saying because sh- this is completely truthful and should be followed but it's also we twist not, it into being something right. that it isn't. Right. It's a. It's one of those. 
yeah, but mm-hmm. things that, and there's a lot of those in scripture that say, okay, yes, but. There's a lot but. of that in life. Well, there is a lot of that in life. Yeah, you're like, it's like, here, free, take one, right? Yeah. Whenever it says free, take one, what does that always mean? Does that what's mean, the catch? Like, what's the catch? Yeah. So right. read 34. 34. Women should be silent during the church meetings. It is not proper for them to speak. They should be submissive, just as the law says. If they have any questions, they should ask their husbands at home, for it is improper for women to speak in church meetings. Or do you think God's word originated with you Corinthians? Are you the only ones to whom it was given? If you claim to be a prophet or think you are spiritual, you should recognize that what I am saying is a command for the Lord himself. But if you do not recognize this, you yourself will not be recognized. So, my dear brothers and sisters, be eager to prophesy and don't don't forbid speaking in tongues. But be sure that everything is done properly and in order. Again, don't for this this prophesying and speaking in tongues. This is where audience is important. Yes. Okay. This is not something that. This is where we want to take that and read that and and go. Oh, see, well, this is what we should do. I mean, maybe, but if you read it in context and understand your audience, you understand that Paul is speaking to an early church and he's building up the early church, and this is. This is something that was necessary for this development and for the spread of the gospel in in the in the times that they were in. So that was uh, fourteen. We made it out of those. So thank gosh. Now we get really uh, into the confusion of the resurrection. Um, this is another chapter that many teachers point to with the surety of how everything works at the end of days and the end of time and and they're so sure that that um, Paul's theology is so or uh, eschatology is spelled out so much in this chapter right here Uh, and it is but this is also another real twisted chapter so because again he's addressing their specific yeah and again whenever yes and whenever we get in you're right he's just he's just talking about those points right you have to look at everything whenever we get into of course uh the end end times discussion or the end of days we we always get into uh crazy debates so i'll do my best with trying to point out the parts that I think but people can make up their own minds on it number one let me now remind you dear brothers and sisters of the good news I preached to you before you welcome it then and you stand firm in it it is the good news that saves you if you continue to believe the message I told you unless of course you believe something that was never true in the first place I passed on to you what was most important and what had also been passed on to me. Christ died for our sins, just as the scripture said. He was buried and he was raised from the dead on the third day, just as the scripture said. He was seen by Peter and by the twelve. After that, he was seen by more than 500 of his followers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have died. Then he was seen by James and later by all the apostles. 
Last of all, as though I had been born at the wrong time, I also saw him. That was a condition for an apostle, by the way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you needed to see Christ. Which is funny with the apostolic right. movement now. Cause uh, it's did like, you see Jesus, though? You can't be an apostle. Nope. <laughs> In fact, I'm not even worthy to be called an apostle after the way I persecuted God's church. But whatever I am now, it is all because God poured out his special favor on me, and not without results. For I've worked harder than any of the other apostles. Yet it was not I, but God, who was working through me by his grace. So it makes no difference whether I preach or they preach, for we all preach the same message you have already believed. But tell me this, since we preach that Christ rose from the dead... Why are some of you saying there will be no resurrection of the dead? For if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not been raised either. And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is useless, and your faith is useless. And we apostles would all be lying about God. For we have said that God raised Christ from the grave. But that can't be true if there is no resurrection of the dead. And if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then your faith is useless, and you are still guilty of your sins. In that case, all who have died believing in Christ are lost. And if our hope in Christ is only for this life, we are more to be pitied than anyone in the world. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. He is the first of a great harvest of all who have died. So you see, just as death came into the world through a man, now the resurrection from the dead has begun through another man. Just as everyone dies because we all belong to Adam, everyone who belongs to Christ will be given new life. But there is an order to this resurrection. Christ was raised as the first of the harvest. Then all who belong to Christ will be raised when he comes back. That would be us. And Christ is the first fruits of the resurrection. We celebrate first fruits. Which is coming up here which is on coming Sunday, up. actually. First fruits falls on Easter this year. Wow, really? Yes. That's because cool. first fruits, Passover and unleavened bread, like Passover has a specific day of the Jewish calendar. So it follows exactly three? Months. Well, not every year. So Passover but is on a is. specific day of the Jewish calendar. Unleavened bread starts the day after and goes on for seven days. And first fruits happens the first Sunday after uh, Passover Sabbath. So the year that Jesus died, he Passover would have been on Wednesday. Unleavened bread would have started on Thursday. Wow, that's cool. And first fruits is the first day of the week. It would be Sunday. That would have been a full three days, three nights. How perfect is that? So, yeah. So, every year it falls differently. This year it just so happens How to be that it falls it Friday, that Saturday, Sunday. It's not many. I mean, you can, you can calculate it out and get an idea um, for it, but it... Come Lord Jesus, and, well, that would be cool. But that's where people get confused sometimes because they're like, well, first fruits, if it's Sunday and Passover is only Friday, then that's not three days and three nights. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it can well, be a little confusing, on. but it's Jewish calendars, a lunar calendar. It just makes things slightly different. But yeah, first fruits this year is on the but, traditional well, and, calendar and, Easter and Sunday. That's the thing, though, is I, I, it doesn't always have to be a full 
God is very good with that. It doesn't always have to be a full day. Sometimes, yeah. You could just be like standing there for like a 30 seconds and you're good. <laughs> All right. So, raise, where am I at? 23? Already 23. Okay, yes. But there is an order yes. to this resurrection. Christ was raised as the first of the harvest, and all, all who belong to Christ will be raised when he comes back. After that, the end will come, when he will turn the kingdom over to God the Father, having destroyed every ruler and authority and power. And here comes the amillennialist and postmillennialist favorite verses <laughs> to quote. Verse 25, for Christ must reign until he humbles all enemies beneath his feet. And the last enemy to be destroyed is death. For the scriptures say, God has put all things under his authority. Of course, when it says all things are under his authority, that does not include God himself, who gave Christ his authority. Then when all things are under his authority, the Son will put himself under God's authority. So that God, who gave his son authority over all things, will be utterly supreme over everything everywhere. That is the full completion of the whole story. Yep. That's the end of Revelation. Yep. That's when, right there. So that's that's just, he's giving them a He's giving view. you the full he's picture He's giving you the here. full yeah. picture of it. And... Revelation kind of gives you the details of, mm -hmm. of how this is going to go down because I think Christ gave this whole transferring the kingdom over thing, mm -hmm. all of that. We have all of that post Paul. Yeah. In Revelation. Yeah. Verse 29. If the dead will not be raised, what point is there in people being baptized for those who are dead? Why do it unless the dead will someday rise again? And why should we ourselves risk our lives hour by hour? For I swear, dear brothers and sisters, that I face death daily. This is as certain as my pride in what Christ Jesus our Lord has done in you. And what value is there in fighting wild beasts, those people of Ephesus, if there will be no resurrection from the dead? And if there is no resurrection, let's feast and drink, for tomorrow we die. Don't be fooled by those who say such things. For bad company corrects, corrupts good character. Let me... They, um... They thought that the resurrection of the dead was insane. They're, people don't rise from the dead. Mm. This was a, a, a cultural thing. And they were... Like I said, there, there was a good chunk of group, Greek... Um, thinkers, philosophers... That, you know... Just, just like, like your atheists today yeah. that are like right okay people are just gonna rise up out of the grave right mm -hmm. okay whatever people don't just rise up they're not jesus didn't come back he's not a boomerang type people mm -hmm. so this is what this is what he's talking about here this is he's like how can you like how can you even believe that 34 think carefully about what is right and stop sinning for to your shame, I say that some of you don't know God at all. Don't See, do that. I, that's not... Who made you judge, Paul? Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, he's not... That's where I'm like... 
he Paul says it for to your shame I say that some of you don't know God at all you can tell that by your behavior he's not <laughs> by giving them final judgment. final judgment no but he's saying hey you don't know God like because if you knew God you would not be behaving in a certain way so yes we can look around at people today and go you don't know God because if you knew him you wouldn't be doing these things you're so clearly <laughs> doing. Yeah, it's so like... It's not if, me passing any crazy judgment on you. It's kind of just me stating the obvious. If we have, like, somebody, you know, your dad's six feet tall, and they're like, if somebody said they knew your dad, they're like, hey, your dad's like five foot, short little guy, bald head, right? Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> you're like, what? You don't know my father, do yeah. you? <laughs> like... Nice it's, try, but... It's the same thing, though. You say, by the things that you say, by the way that you mm -hmm. act, you can tell that you don't know somebody. Yep. exactly. It's the same way with God, but yet it's... it's there's some sort of something in a, a large majority of self-proclaiming Christians that when you bring up something, that it just mm -hmm. sparks a trigger, and they're just like, oh, you... Cannot say that. Only God can judge Only me. Not, not, not really. Your behavior can judge you. Yeah. I... <laughs> Verse 35. But someone may ask, how will the dead be raised? What kind of bodies will they have? What a foolish question. When you put a seed in the ground, it doesn't grow into a plant unless it's died first. And what you put in the ground is not the plant that will grow, but only a bare seed of wheat or whatever you are planting. Then God gives it the new body he wants it to have. A different plant grows from each kind of seed. Similarly, there are different kinds of flesh. One kind for humans, another for animals, another for birds, and another for fish. There are also bodies in the heavens and bodies on the earth. The glory of the heavenly bodies is different from the glory of the earthly bodies. The sun has one kind of glory, while the moon and the stars have another kind. And even the stars differ from each other in their glory. It is the same way with the resurrection of the dead. Our earthly bodies are planted in the ground when we die, but they will be raised to live forever. Our bodies are buried in brokenness, but they will be raised in glory. They are buried in weakness, but they will be raised in strength. They are buried as natural human bodies, but they will be raised as spiritual bodies. For just as there are natural bodies, there are also spiritual bodies. The scriptures tell us, the first man Adam became a living person, but the last Adam, that is Christ, is a life-giving spirit. What comes first is the natural body, then the spiritual body comes later. Adam, the first man, was made from the dust of the earth. While Christ, the second man, came from heaven. Earthly people are like the earthly man, and heavenly people are like the heavenly man. Just as we are now like the earthly man, we will someday be like the heavenly man. So what I'm saying, dear brothers and sisters, is that our physical bodies cannot inherit the kingdom of God. These dying bodies cannot inherit what will last forever. This next one, for a, a church that was really confused in their their uh, practices here. Paul sure gave them a real 
real important chunk of information here mm-hmm. coming up, especially this explaining the whole new, the whole new resurrection bodies, sure. um, kind of giving them that idea, and then this next is something that was literally only revealed to Paul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is this is something that only he knew. And the other apostles confirmed his knowledge and his wisdom. They knew Which it was from so Christ, much, yes, yeah. because they're like, okay, yes, this has to be, listen to him because mm-hmm. he's right. So verse 51, but let me reveal to you a wonderful secret. We will not all die, but we will all be transformed. It will happen in a moment, in the blink of an eye, when the last trumpet is blown. For when the trumpet sounds, those who have died will be raised to live forever. And we who are living will also be transformed. For our dying bodies must be transformed into bodies that will never die. Our mortal bodies will be transformed into immortal bodies. Then when our dying bodies will have been transformed into our bodies that will never die, this scripture will be fulfilled. Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? For sin is the sting that results in death, and the law gives sin its power. But thank God he gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. So, my dear brothers and sisters, be strong and immovable. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord, for you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. So, that was something that was revealed only to Paul, the secret that we will be transformed in a blink of an eye when the time comes when when he expands on it in Thessalonians and explains the rapture. Mm-hmm. And once we are all caught up, the generation that's, well, before we'll got the generation that we believe that, I mean, it, it, it could be ours if not, whichever generation it is, will be a whole group of Christian believers that do not die, but they get, uh, who are still alive. They are transformed mm-hmm. while they are still alive. Now, the dead will be raised first, so they will not meet the Lord in the air ahead of the us who are still alive at that time. They will. They will. Well, we. I thought I said that we will not meet them before. Did no, I say I, they will not meet? Yeah. Okay. His dyslexia gets him, guys. Every time. <laughs> Heidi is here to <laughs> unmoses. Every you. time. No, they yes, will. I yes. Go ahead to meet. Well, see what I thought I said and what I, I did know. say. Is I it, know, sweetheart. Is that the dyslexia? Yes, I think so. Uh, or is that just you me being me. tired? I don't know. Well, there's that too, but I think you're just. No, but yes. So. Those of us, who, those of us who are still alive, mm-hmm. whenever this time happens, will not go ahead of those who have already died. Yes, they will go ahead of us. Yep, and then we will be caught up together to meet with the Lord. That's right. That's right. The next chapter, last chapter, um, I'll just go ahead pretty much and read through it because it's it's self-explanatory but paul here is uh trying to uh bridge the gentile and and jew gap here with the collection for jerusalem but also 
the correct the the believers in Jerusalem it was still it's the holy city and it was still viewed as a holy city and that was the other thing that still makes no sense to me with the this replacement theology thing that's going on because they they act like none of this matters or anything. Well, this is post, yeah, you know, like everything and, and the believers in Jerusalem and the you know the 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 church in Jerusalem um, was seen as not more important, but it's like your capital, you know, like yes, you know, it's, it's like you, you you know that. Yeah, they're not more, more than they are but the city is because of God mm-hmm. so that's that's why so but he is trying to make you know peace so between the two churches he's trying to just help it along trying to be that uh, alright verse 1 now regarding our question about the money being collected for God's people in Jerusalem you should follow the same procedure I gave to the churches in Galatia now on the first day of each week you should put aside a portion of the money you have earned. Don't wait until I get there and then try to collect it all at once. When I come I will write letters of recommendation for the messengers you choose to deliver your gift to Jerusalem. And if it seems appropriate for me to go along they can travel with me. I'm coming to visit you after I've been to Macedonia for I'm planning to travel through Macedonia. Perhaps I will stay a while with you, possibly all winter, and then you can send me on my way to my next destination. This time I don't want to make just a short visit and then go right on. I want to come and stay a while, if the Lord will let me. In the meantime, I will be staying here at Ephesus until the festival of Pentecost. There is a wide open door of great work here, although many oppose me. When Timothy comes, don't intimidate him. He is doing the Lord's work just as I am. Don't let anyone treat him with contempt. Send him on his way with your blessing when he returns to me. I expect him to come with the other believers. Now about our brother Apollos. I urged him to visit you with the other believers, but he was not willing to go right now. He will see you later when he has the opportunity. Be on guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous. Be strong and do everything with love. Know that Stephanus and his household were the first of the harvest of believers in Greece, and they are spending their lives in service to God's people. I urge you, dear brothers and sisters, to submit to them and others like them who serve with such devotion. I am very glad that Stephanus, Fortinaeus, and Achaicus have come here. They have been providing the help you weren't here to give me. They have been a wonderful encouragement to me, as they have been to you. You must show your appreciation to all who serve so well. The churches here in the province of Asia send greetings in the Lord, as do Aquila and Priscilla and all others who gather in their home for church meetings. All the brothers and sisters here send greetings to you. Greet each other with a sacred kiss. Here is my greeting in my own handwriting. Paul. If anyone does not love the Lord, that person is cursed. Our Lord, come. May the grace of our Lord Jesus be with you. My love to all of you in Christ Jesus. Maranatha. I hate, Maranatha. I hate how they change that. I, I know they have the note. and Because that's what the word Maranatha means. Most people don't know that, so they put the meaning of the well, word. Well, it's funny because 
this is the difference between this word and there's an argument between yes. is it our either lord our lord come, come or our lord has come mm -hmm. and but it's no it's maranatha it's our lord come maranatha, maranatha. come on jesus that's what we're all yep. looking for Amen. anything else you want to add finished up Nope, Paul uh, just writes in his own handwriting in a big greeting there because fake letters were circula that's circulating around. That's his blue verified checkmark yep, like we have. Yep, that's his blue Twitter checkmark, yep. He's on Instagram, too. Oh, yeah, Instagram. All right, guys, well, thanks All for right. hanging out with us today. Hopefully you've enjoyed this, and we'll be back tomorrow with uh, 2 Corinthians. Yep. Thanks, guys. <laughs>